Hello guys and welcome back to our 23rd Man podcast hosted by Josh and Liam. I'm joined with Liam today. How are you, mate? I'm good, thanks. How are you doing, mate? Oh, You've had a busy week, haven't you? Oh, mate. I've been keeping, keeping up with everything. Is that a new watch I see? Oh, this is uh, the old man's watch. I need oh, the crack. old man's. Yeah, yeah. So I remember you messaging me asking uh, what Apple Watch I yeah, have. Yeah, I was thinking about getting an Apple Watch... Um, for my birthday uh with some of that money and uh in the end i went to jb hi-fi and they didn't have any in stock and i just thought ah well this tells the the old man's this tells the time so it's all good it'll do for now Mm. so what have you what have you been up to uh well had my uh, just started prac which is good um got a pretty good school which i'm happy about um everyone there's pretty calm you know private school ah that's it yeah it's a big difference to the public system which obviously we went through we went through um yeah we're talking today and just ah nah it's a good experience um so about to complete my first week of that and i'm really exciting mate really enjoying it so far Um, getting through your degree good yeah had my uh had my 20th birthday on tuesday which was good oh, as well of course happy birthday mate oh, thank you mate hope and you enjoy my presents yeah, that are you. sitting thank right there right the, now uh, alcohol i'll be indulging in that pretty soon no doubt um yeah just kind of well i was at the school for most of the day and then got home went out for dinner with the family and, yeah. good day yeah pretty good that's good all right do you want to get into it then all right let's get started so, so let's get into our um semi-finals uh review great, so our game night. on the friday so we had uh gws and geelong so i saw this coming i saw i i, I saw this coming i saw the cats getting back on we, track we did both say that the cats would get yeah up in so this i game. saw them getting back on track and the giants i just knew they were going to fall low without toby green yeah i just saw it happening too many injuries it, I think all I think the odds both, stacked against them. I think them. we both agreed on the margin being around twenty-five points, and it ended up being a thirty-five point win by the Cats. So we were eh, so the Giants. The Giants have done well all season. They've been on the road for half of it with Sydney's oh, yeah, like Sydney's problems. So seventy odd. They days. can't call this season a, a failure no, at all. Of course not. They weren't going into the season as premiership favourites or even contenders for that. No, for that point either. So. Um, well, we attended this game as well at Optus Stadium. We did. I thought it was a bit weird. It for I'd say about half of the game, it didn't really feel like a final, did it? Not really. Didn't I? I didn't really feel like. But the game that we're going to tomorrow, I expect that the atmosphere to will be feel a like a final. Well, I mean, a lot. I think I feel like you know being at this game, a lot of the fans or. A lot of the neutrals. Fans, yeah, they were just going for the Giants. Yeah. You know, they wanted to see an so, underdog win. I think what it's shown is WA has shown to the rest of Australia how much they actually love their footy. Yeah. And we are a footy state. Yeah. you know, This is the biggest crowd that GWS and Geelong have played in front of when they play each other. Oh, really? In WA. 44,000 showed up to this game. Yeah. No, um, we were talking about it uh, when we were... You know, when we just got seated, we're like, oh, it is pretty full, isn't it? Like, even getting in, I mean, getting out, the, getting, getting out of the out stadium, took us 40 hell. minutes to leave you know, our the car, one park. car park. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this game, um, the Cats just dominated, didn't they? Yeah. Um, they so didn't control the whole time. Tom Hawkins silences the critics once again. Oh, um, after, after the last matchup he had against Sam Taylor, where he kicked zero, was held to pretty much doing nothing mm. the whole game. This game, he comes out and he kicks five, yeah. kicks bag, 
excellent performance from him and you know accurate as well i think he kicked 5-1 or something like that um and three of his goals in the final term to you know stop yeah, the giants so, push so giants yeah, so the, the giants three. the giants were 38 points down and then big mummy kicked a goal got them going to keep them within um five goals at the end of three quarter time and then they started coming and they kicked three goals in three minutes it was back to back to 20 points that was and then, the loudest the game was the whole night yeah it was back to 20 points and then the cats just got back yeah hawkins. got back on top and hawkins led them and um well it was just led them to the victory it was just all geelong's forward line like as we've been going on about all season with um Hawkins, Rowan, and um, Cameron. You know, Rowan and Cameron both had two apiece, adding on to yeah. Hawkins. So Rowan, Rowan finally stepped up in a finals yeah. game. Good to see. Well, I mean, one of those goals, I'm pretty sure it was gifted, like on the line. But yeah. you know, he kicked them. Doesn't matter how he got him. A goal's a goal. Um. So yeah, Geelong win that pretty easy, and they're now one win away from back to back grand finals. Yeah. So if they they've been in a lot of prelims in the last ten years. Mm. They there's a lot of pressure going on. Oh, from their standpoint, I feel there's a lot of pressure going. Their last going the for them sort of thing. going into this game because this is almost not. It's not necessarily a last hurrah, but it's getting getting to that point with the mm. age of their players. Yeah, definitely. Um, so also just with this game uh, on the way there, we got the notification. Jesse Hogan was withdrawing yeah, from the game. Yeah, so that was a, a big calf, loss. Calf injury, and yeah, so no that Toby was, Green, no Jesse Hogan. That was a big loss. Um, so let's uh, let's do our one, two, three for best players on the ground. So we're we starting with number three or number one. Number one. Okay, so who's your so on when ground? I when I say one, two, three, I mean oh, as vote. Brownlow yeah, yeah. Okay. in a Brownlow type of sense. So yeah. three vo- one one vote, two vote, three votes. Yep, so number one, I've got Sam Menegola. So kick two had twenty nine disposals, mm-hmm. prolific the whole night. Um, number two, I got Zach Tui. His run off half back and his entry, um, his forward fifty entries. Um, serving it up on a silver platter to the forwards you know that that was huge the whole game and he was a great inclusion into the side Mm -hmm. and number three i have to have tom hawkins kicked a bag they wouldn't have won without him in my opinion yeah all right um i've got two of the same um the only thing i changed so for one of my for the one vote i had Lockie whitfield instead um a player that you know this season he's been he's been he's been great. Um, there have been a couple of iffy games from him, but just his his second quarter, um, thirteen disposals, ten kicks of those, and then to finish, uh, I believe, yeah, the game with the game high of thirty four touches. Yeah, he was just all around the ball. I was thinking of putting him in, you know, but yeah. I just didn't think any Giants players were better than any of the Cats. Well, top three. Well, I just put I put in him opinion. in because you know. Um, He's he's around the ball the whole time, you know. Four tackles. He t- he's taking marks. He's doing a bit of everything for the Giants. Yeah, and a hundred percent the Giants' best player. I I just I had him sneak into my top three because you know he just had such. He was the Giants' man yeah. of sorts, and you know without him, like the catalyst off half exactly. You know, um, and then uh, for two votes had to go Tui, same as yep. you, um, just off half back, amazing. You know, um. He finished with the Cats high in disposals as well. And, you know, usually that doesn't... Usually that's more of a midfielder who's getting those higher disposals. Yeah, so that's but a halfback. That, that just shows how um, 
you know prolific he he's was. a great player yeah you, and you see you see him get that ball out of defense and send it down the other end um and create those scoring opportunities so those rebound 50s you know they make all the difference i believe he had six of them that game yep they make all the difference and three votes that game Tom, Tom. tommy hawkins yeah as Big he said Tom five, five goals you know won the game off his boot um, and as you said, silence the critics. So great game from him, and I'm expecting a big show against Melbourne as well for him. Yeah. All right. So let's move on to our Saturday night game. So this was the big one. Boy, oh boy, Brisbane what a and game. the Dogs. So all I have to say is wow, wow, and wow, what a game. Oh, our group chat that night. So unfortunately, none of us watched it together, which sucks because just I oh, was watching being, it with mum and dad. Being being able to watch with you know all the boys at a pub or something. Oh, oh that what, could have been good. That would have been amazing. But but even um, a couple of the guys in our group chat who don't follow the footy, you know, um, they were saying, like, wow, wow, yeah, that, like, that, is, that is the description. That is such the a adjective. back and forth game. You know, I, in my opinion, that's one of the games of the year. Yeah. Like, that game had everything. So the doggies win by a point. Yeah. So, in the semi final to send them into a prelim. So the lines were on fire early with Charlie Cameron kicking three like in the first quarter, in the first quarter but yep. Taylor Duray did a very underrated job on him after those three quarters there was a there was a play with 30 seconds left where Brisbane had got it into their forward 50 where it went into the and it was pocket a, yeah it was yeah. a one on one right a one on one with 30 seconds left yeah, you're one point that. up Charlie Cameron versus Taylor Duray who do you think wins that match up oh you think Charlie Cameron and Taylor Duray kept his feet and he was composed, wasn't he? Composed, what, kept his feet. That's what got a defender the ball out needs of bounds. to do. Very underrated um, game by him, in my opinion. You know, Charlie was on fire in that first quarter. Yeah, but after that, kick no, kick no goals. And then Duray had clutching. very little influence on the game after that. And then Duray clutching up for the boys as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't have him, but I was happy for oh, you, mate. Happy for you, boys. Um, but also, just like you know, the usual. Doggies like McRae, huge, thirty-nine touches. Caleb Daniel, off the back line, touches. thirty-one. Yeah. Like, and Bond. Um, we talked about it last week, so he's had a couple of weeks where he hasn't been around the footy as much. Well, he got he had a PCO injury over the weekend, but he looks mm. he looks. Saw a video to, of him doing um agility. Yeah, I believe I believe they he said he's fine he to play. Good. Yep. Um, but yeah, Bond back. You know, twenty-nine touches. He didn't get his goal. Um that you'd expect. I believe he had a shot on goal and missed he did. it. Yeah. Oh, he had who? Bontempelli? Yeah. Kick four behinds. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so um, he could have had a bat. He could have had four. But yeah, yeah, I remember the commentator saying, oh, captain's goal. He needs this. Put his team in front. But yeah, um, I won't hold that against him. Um, you know, he was uh, out of the midfield. He's getting those forward entry 50s yeah. as well. So the dogs were, the, the wind was starting to look out of reach in my opinion. Um, about halfway through the third, they were three goals down. The Lions were on fire. Well, you and I both picked Brisbane to win yeah, this game. Yeah, so Brisbane were starting to get on top, and then the Dogs kicked four in a row. Actually, in saying that, I will go back to the yeah, podcast last week. I, I did say the Doggies. You did I say the Doggies, did say and the then dogs you put win. Brisbane to win in your multi in for my, some reason, which was the I don't only leg why. that lost. Which yeah, is the only I don't leg. know why you did. Oh, you mate, switched up. I did switch up, and I shouldn't have done it. I just in the in the um, podcast last week, we were talking about the dominance of the midfield. Yeah. And that's where my mind went to the dogs midfield being a little more classy, I guess, yeah. than um, 
the Lions, and that's why I picked them for a win. Well, I think the Lions just proved that their midfield is one of the best in the game as well. Oh, so exactly two elite midfields. Yeah, um, but so. Dogs won the midfield battle this game, and they managed to get that win. Yeah. Um, um, another thing. Um, so Bailey Smith. Far out. What, what a gun. What so a 27 disposals, him. three goals, and has to be an elite celebration. The ice in his veins. Copying uh, D'Angelo Russell. <laughs> Thinks he's an NBA player, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, but I like that celebration. Did you, did you see uh, the fan reactions to that? Uh, oh, all the some people, fingers up. <laughs> I saw someone on Facebook, um, it was an Essendon fan, in fact, saying the AFL should be looking at this. You know, he's... Impl- uh, because of Essendon's yeah, yeah, drug no, scandal. Yeah, so yeah. He's, he's saying he's putting ice in his veins. It, disrespectful no. to Essendon it's or not. some, no, some that's shit stupid. like that. That's stupid. Yeah. That uh, it's stupid. a celebration, you know, ice yeah. in the veins. It means clutch. Yeah. Like, and that's what he was. Yeah, like, ice in the veins. Kicking that goal with, I think, under two minutes to go or something yeah, like that. You know, that, that deserves a celebration. And I have no problems with it. No. You know, obviously it wasn't directed at Essendon no. at all. Like, it's just ice in veins. Um, but yeah, that the, game. So Smith kicked his third goal to put them up, um, up by six. And, and then, then Zach, Zach Bailey, Bailey came right back. 45 seconds later, responded with... You know, he ran a bit and then kicked from about 30 out or so and just straight through the big sticks to tie it up. And then... Did you see... Um, Vandermeer kicked the Did point. you see Jonathan Brown's reaction to that as well? Um, uh, I did not. Oh, um, was that, he going off? Oh, he was. I'm sure that, he was. Because um, when, uh, when Bailey Smith kicked the goal, I don't remember the guy that's sitting next to him. I can't remember his name at the moment. Gary Lyon, probably. It, it probably was. He was going for the Bulldogs. And, oh, uh, Brad Johnson. Brad Johnson, sorry. Yes, correct. Um, Yeah. Uh, he because um, obviously Brad Johnson supports played the, yeah played for the doggies. played and supports the doggies um, and Jonathan Brown again played. for the Lions yeah. so they were you know going at each other the whole night yeah. Bailey Smith kicks his goal and uh, Brad Johnson puts his arm yeah. on Jonathan, Jonathan Brown and is like oh mate sorry and then Zach Bailey kicks his and it's back to a tie game so Jono Brown would have been know, <laughs> brownie uh, he was loving it and then um you know Vandermeer managed to scrub that behind yeah. and that was the match winner right there yeah so um the lions blow another home final so it's the fourth the fourth one in three seasons that mm. they've lost yeah so in their last three seasons they've had um they've had five home games in finals won one and lost four mm. and poor and you know that's they're, two. They're, dis- two, they're going to be and two straight years of go- of you know making the top four and then losing both those two games yeah. and getting eliminated. So yeah, so two two of the last three seasons going out in straight sets. Not not good enough in my opinion. No. Um, um, let's get to our players' votes. Actually, I just want to um, also quickly discuss. So Cody Waitman. Um, Right on halftime, pretty much. Will not be playing. No, he got uh, against went off Port with Adelaide. concussion, so he won't be playing. That's a big loss. It is. Cody Waitman has been very... There were a lot of head knocks good. in that game. Oh, mate, that game had everything, you know. Um, what? Came, I can't remember who it was. Came off with a gash on his head. Um, I think I think it's Barry went off yeah, with Barry concussion. Yeah, Barry went off, yep. Um, but also, the free kick count was 28-19 yeah, to the Bulldogs. Umpires, yeah, I think Brisbane... Brisbane fans, a lot of them they're said they were like, getting robbed. Yeah, they were feeling like they've been robbed, and especially that free kick on the last possession. On the last possession, yeah, there were which a, sent the doggies into the Ford Fifty and allowed for that yeah, point. There were a lot of questionable calls. Okay, so I'll do I'll do my votes first for this game. So one vote, I had Caleb Daniel. Yeah, all right. 
just a great game from him, you know, being the same sort of game to Tui, I guess, you know, off half-back, being able to stop the ball from getting it. And just, he took a lot of kickouts as well, which I guess boosted his disposals, but... You know, he was doing everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's only a small bloke. Like, he's yeah. not tall at all. He's the smallest um, player all. in the AFL. But, you know, he's getting those touches. And he's very accurate with his kicks. One getting of the best out. kicks in the league. Yeah, so efficient. Um, I've got it written down here, but I'm actually going to switch it up. I'm going to go McRae um, getting my two votes. Yep, and I can guess who number three is. Uh, well, we'll get to that in a second. Um, yep. Just McRae for 39 touches around the midfield. Um, you know, he is the dog's main guy i yeah. guess i mean other than bonson pelly but you know he's such an excellent ball user has been all season and yep. in the finals he did not you know shy away from the spotlight or anything mm-hmm. he was there yep um and then number one bailey smith yep you know three goals and essentially the match match winning goal you know putting him ahead and just boy oh boy like yeah i like do i even need to describe don't even one? need to no. yep Fair enough. Um, um, you? I've got... I had McCluggage, number one. So, had 27 touches. Could have had three, but I feel like his third quarter, he was um, very... He had got the ball a lot, had a few shots on goal. Um, just his third quarter alone helped Brisbane, you know, establish that lead that they had. Because mm-hmm. um, we were saying, oh, it's over in our group chat yeah, at that time so, as well. I thought Brisbane was going to get on top, but number two, I had Bailey Smith, um, talked about him before, and number three, I had Jack McRae, so... Pretty interchangeable, McRae, those two. McRae, I felt like he was the only dogs midfielder getting his hands on the ball in the first in the first half. Mm-hmm. I felt like he Kept was the only person sort of getting getting dirty in the midfield, getting the, the tough balls, the hard ball gets, and... You know, he was setting them up. So, I feel like Jack McRae was the best player on the ground. You know, his his first half, he had 25 touches. Exactly. That's what I mean. I felt like he was the only mid- dogs midfielder actually getting the ball. So, he was setting up a lot for them in that first half. So, he has my three votes. Okay. Fair enough. Awesome. Um, anything else to discuss from those two games that you want to talk about or are we good to move on to our questions i don't believe so so let's get it on to our five questions from the round all right so i'll get us started so my first question for you is was the dogs versus lions game the best game of the season in your opinion yes yeah yes um i feel like the backstory behind it um the back and forth the whole game mm-hmm. um and it being a final as well mm-hmm. i think that just you know that's the the cherry on top and I just guess. like the slimmest of margins yeah you know? so um it might be a bit biased here but i think the best home and away season game of the year was richmond versus west coast you know, well, you, you had were a, at the, you were at I was game. at the game. You, saw the you know, there was fifty thousand there. Um, you know, the two of the biggest heavyweights of the last, you know, four to five years, mm-hmm. and um, going head to head, it was such an important game at the time too. Um, the Eagles were down twenty two points with about ten minutes to go. Mm-hmm. Come back, Josh Kennedy. Kicks the winning goal with 40 seconds left. Dusty comes down the other end, 
kicks it straight to Shanahan. I felt like that was the best home and away game of the season. Yeah. Especially, I don't, I, I don't want to count games that have no crowd. Nah. Yeah. So that's that's the, that was another factor. It was like there was a big crowd. Decide to put. Can, that can in you there. imagine if like we were able to see that game? If that game was played in Perth, like, can you imagine like just yeah feeling being there, seeing that happen? Exactly. Because um, like when you when you're um part of the crowd you don't know how much time yeah that's as well. the best that's the best part about it like watching the game you can see oh you know 30 seconds left but you know bailey smith kicks that goal as a doggies fan you're thinking do we have five minutes yeah. left do we have 10 seconds left you yeah just, you so that's that's those those two games are up top for me and brisbane and the dogs was would take the number top one spot. yeah yeah i'd have to agree um even just you know you talked about the backstory in that game as well. Just, you know, it came down to round 23 where the dogs, you know, they lost those games and were pushed to fifth by Brisbane yeah. on that percentage. Yeah, and then- so that's what I mean. The backstory behind it kind of creates, you know, it the the final piece to the puzzle, I guess, was that game right there. I think, I think this... It was just game so fitting. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Agreed. All right. So my question. So, um, so Channel Seven reporter Ryan Daniels reported two nights ago that Lockie Neal will be um, wanting a trade back to Fremantle. Back to Freo. Yep. Due to his partner, um, him and his partner expecting a child and wanting to raise and their him family him. being in WA, want to go back now. to WA. Yep. Um, but Lockie Neal came out today and has stated he's committed to Brisbane mm-hmm. and wants to win a premiership with them. Mm-hmm. So, what are your thoughts on this? Well, when the news first came out, there were a couple of happy Fremantle fans messaging me saying, oh, how good is this? Yeah. Like, you know, getting a Brownlow medalist back in Fremantle. So, they were all very excited. And... To me, it makes sense. Like, you see it all the time in footy. A lot of Victorian players who play for the Western teams or, you know, anywhere else, they usually want to trade back to Victoria because, you know, that's where their lives are. That Starting sort of to come to become less and less rare, though. Mm. Oh, sorry, less and less, less, less common. Common, yeah. Yeah, like, you, a, lot of, a long time ago, like, the Victorian teams were the top clubs. Like, nobody really wanted to play out in, you know, yeah. these other clubs unless you were from there. Um, but... You know, I thought I thought oh, bit bit whipped, you know. Yeah, that's what I thought too. <laughs> you, you know, but... you're a footy player. You're with a club who's making it pretty deep into the finals. Um, obviously, it's been a rough couple of seasons. You haven't won those games, but you're more than capable. I, I feel like he, um, he he would have made that Frio midfield so good. I reckon he would have made that. That I mean, midfield. That's, so that's what good, a Brownlow medalist should do. Unfortunately, he won't be going there. But no. I do like how he's committed to the club. No, yeah, hundred percent. So um, that's my thoughts on it. Yeah, well, Brisbane, they've been a team that's always been in the hunt, you know, yeah. um, over the past couple of seasons, and a lot of that reason is due to Lockie Neal. Like he won his Brownlow with. Well, interesting stats. So, if I can remember off the top of my head, games played without not Lockie Neal this year, Brisbane was seven and zero, and in games. He did play eight well, and nine. Well, that's just this season. Like this season, we especially when we first started our I podcast. Don't know, I just feel like talking, they couldn't. They couldn't gel. We'd been talking about Lockie Neal just not having that impact that he's yeah. that we're so used to. Like seeing him in that Brownlow season, he was amazing. 
obviously. Yep. And then this season, we talked about it a bit earlier. We were saying, oh, you know, he's kind of dropped off. He did drop um, off this year, in my opinion. Yeah, but, but he's still elite. You know, that's the player you want on your team. And, and any free all the other midfielders around him are improving. McCluggage, mm. one of the best wingmen in the mm. in the competition. So yeah. Well, also I saw a, a funny little uh, meme, I guess, on um, Instagram, and it's like you can take the you can. It was about Joe Danaher. Um, uh, you can take a. You can take Joe out of Essendon, but you can't, can't take, take the Essendon, Essendon out of Joe, Joe. Yeah. in reference to finals losses. Yeah, you know, so he Joey still, still has not won a final. No, um, I thought that was pretty funny. It yeah. made me laugh. That was pretty good. Yeah. All right. Um, um, so I'll get on to my question, mate. I'll get on to my second question now. Um, so as you know, the grand final time has now been released. Um, you know, when they release tickets and stuff, that's all being released as well. So hopefully we can get some of those. But regardless, so the grand final time is 5.15pm Australian Western Standard Time. All right. So that makes it 7.15pm Eastern Standard Time. All right. And we've always had it when it's been played in Victoria that the game starts at around one o'clock or so yeah. around then. Um, Victoria, which is, you know, uh, about 11, 11 here. Um, but last year, obviously, they had the Twilight game over in Brisbane. They had the night game. The night game, sorry, yep. Yeah. Um, and fifth and five fifteen here in Perth. So, what are your thoughts on that? Is that a good idea having um, it start so late in Perth that it's you know seven fifteen in the eastern? I states? agree with a lot of other people that the only time for the grand final is two thirty p.m. During eastern the standard day. time. Any no, like wh- wherever you're playing it whatever state you're in okay. play it at 2.30 to whatever sta- so here play it at 2.30 so Western, in the eastern states we- that'll yeah. be so western standard time so it would be 4.30 over there which isn't too late for them mm-hmm. so well that's what I'm saying the here. grand final over there right so the grand final here starts at 12.30 starts at 2.30 over there when it's played in Victoria mm-hmm. so I, re- I think it should have been 2.30 so you're not a fan of the night time I'm not no, I thought last year was weird, and I. Is that just I get, because it was new? Yeah, I get like the lights. Like Optus Stadium has, you know, it's such a great, it's such a great spectacle, spectacle at night time. Yeah. But I don't care. <laughs> I'd rather stick to. I'd rather stick to tradition, to be honest. So you and I hope those... this is the last time. Well, I'm sure once it goes back to Victoria, it will be. Yeah, it'll be two thirty. Um, but yeah, so you don't think I it's don't, a good idea? I don't I, like I'm, it. I'm not a fan of it either, I'm in all honesty, because you know, as a fan um, who's watched the game, you know, you watch the game through the day, and then at night you've got all it those seems celebrations. Like a lot of people are also will be writing themselves off by the time. Well, that's it. Gets, it. Yeah. You know, pre- freeze will start at <laughs> everyone's. <one>. Everyone's <laughs> going to write themselves pre- off. Freeze will start at midday, and the yeah. game's not till. Five and then o'clock. the game's not till five o'clock, and. By the time the game starts, you can't even get your beer to your... <laughs> you can't even get your beer to your fucking I mean, mouth. Last year, um, we were playing a couple of drinking games, watching the grand yeah, final. So, yeah, but it's it's weird, but I guess it's just going to have to do. Yeah. Um, as for Perth, I mean, it's not as much of a problem. So that'll wrap up at about 8 o'clock-ish. Um, oh, 8.30 with all the celebrations everything oh, after that. With pre-game entertainment, half-time entertainment. Mm. It's always extended half-time entertainment. Mm. Yeah. Also, I hope Tame Impala is one of them. One of the acts? Yeah, he's from, he's from Fremantle. You'd, 
Who, who, did, who did they talk about having? I, I, I was like, I was talking to someone the other day, and we're like, oh, Spacey Jane, you know, Spacey, <laughs> nah. nah, not Spacey game. Jane. Spacey Jane is not the type of music we're, we're talking, you need. Like, you need like rock and roll. Talking for, to uh, Thorup the other day, Tom Thorup, oh, and saying, yeah. get double T a set. At yeah, the, get double at T the, in there at the halftime. Yeah, so. I don't, I don't like you the know time. you need some hype music you don't need yeah. boost to see that's what I mean I mean you need like rock and roll mm. or likes not I mean like, you've looked at you've looked of, at performances in the past you know it's always been rock and roll kind of music meatloaf yeah <laughs> meatloaf um, but yeah um, just need some exciting music o- overall I'd rather the game played in the afternoon yep as I'm sure you agree agreed but yeah. All right. All right. So my next question: So can the Lions come back from three straight disappointing exits in three straight seasons? I mean, you sure thought they could this season. Um, That's why you tip them. But um, yeah, I yeah. think they can. They're they're young. You know, it's a one point loss against the team that was first or second for the majority of the yeah. year. I mean, yeah, they didn't have Josh Bruce. You it's can't you can't help to think of the missed opportunities it's been though. The last the three years, you I mean, know, they've they, had players they, in their they prime. literally had the perfect route to the grand final last year. They could have mm, stayed in Brisbane the whole in time. Brisbane the whole final series. So they beat Richmond in the qualifying final. Mm-hmm. Couldn't beat Geelong, but if they did, they would have had a home grand final. Mm. You and, don't get that chance <laughs> unless you're know. unless you're a Victorian club. You don't get that chance. No, you don't. So I think they can, but it's going to be they, they need to improve somewhere. Like, what do you do though? Because that team is—they just need to get the monkey off their back. Yeah, they just need. I I think it's in their heads now as well. You know. Yeah. So it's It's a mental. It's gonna be interesting. It's it's not physical. It's not physical thing at all. No. It's it's the mental side of football that comes into it. So it's gonna be interesting to see how they come back Mm. next year. I I expect them to be a top four side. To be honest. Yeah. I mean, definitely top eight. Why not? Definitely top eight. would come back halfway through the year. Yeah, well, that's well. it. You know, what ACL? Yeah. Um, and he's a great forwardman as well. Yeah. So I right. I'm not stressed about the Lions. I think they'll no. be around for a couple more seasons at yep. least. Agreed. Um. All right. My final question. So, out of the two losing teams, so you know, Brisbane's season's over, Giants' season over. Out of those two, who do you think had the more impressive season? So, like, don't think about where they finished on the ladder sort of thing because we all knew, you know, Lions well, would finish. Well, if you look at it, they both look at their pre-season predictions and they both ended up in the, at being eliminated in the same round. Mm. So, well, wait, where I'm were obviously the going predicted? to uh, a fringe top eight team. Mm. So, I... Obviously, the Giants. I mean, they've been on the road for literally half of the season. Mm. And and they've beaten great, some good teams as well. It's a great effort. It's very impressive to see where they got. You know, they beat the Swans in Tassie. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was very impressive. But, yeah, I definitely think the Giants. Because you look at Brisbane, unless they win a premiership, it's a failure, in my opinion. Really? With their team really? and their expectations, if they don't win a premiership, it's a failure. So really? I don't see I don't see But you can talk about other teams as well. In I that mean, sense. they barely even made the top four. Mm, so that's I don't true. I I believe they fell below expectations. So Okay. So you think so yeah. you think the Giants had the better season? Easily. All right, cool. Um okay, so 
let's get into our prelim finals. Yeah, so the preliminary final week preview. Here we go. You know, winners of these games go into the grand final and the losers, Huge. you know. it's. I always, I always think this is the best week of footy you're going to see well, this every is the top year. Four teams, you so know. I, I think it's the best because it's basically, you basically get two grand finals. They play it like a grand final. It is. You know, yeah, that's you, what I mean. Do or die, pretty much. That's like. what I mean. So, preliminary final week is always one of the best on the calendar. So, our first game... And we're going to one of them. Yeah, <laughs> so we will be attending this game. Um, the Friday D's and night. the Cats are Optus Stadium on the Friday night. So, this is a big one. So, such a tough, uh, tough game to pick a winner. Uh, but one question. Are the D's having nightmares? From that, the last time they played they a played final the, mm. at Optus Stadium, was the a Eagles. preliminary final. <laughs> they got smashed. Twenty eighteen. I remember I invited you over to my house yeah, to watch that game, and home I, at I, I took you home at half time because oh, it was. I remember it was sixty nine to six. Yeah, and that wasn't a goal kick by Melbourne. They no, kicked zero points. goals in the first half. So hopefully they've got that out of their heads because. <laughs> You know, there's so much. The, the talk of the town here is a lot of people talking about the D's like they're they've been so good for so long. No, this they is, haven't. They haven't. They really haven't. So I feel like more pressure is on the D's because of their they, they start. Yeah, so they want to continue this fairy tale. Yeah, because nobody would have picked them for they're going to top of the ladder. Yeah, you so know? they're going to be so disappointed if they can't win. So, I think there's so much riding on them, but I think they've got the support of every neutral fan. I don't see any neutral fan supporting the Cats. No, I mean, you saw it last week. Nobody was going for the Cats last week other than Geelong And fans. I won't be doing it either this no, week. I'm, I'm backing in Melbourne here. Yeah. Um, a player that I'm really excited to watch is Luke Jackson. You know, yeah. Perth boy back in Perth. Um, rising star. His first final. It's going to be big. Oh, I think he'll have a great game. Um with the cats you know they played against um port adelaide and got absolutely thumped well oh, i don't think their win against gws was too convincing to me it wasn't convinced i wasn't convinced enough that they can take it to melbourne take it to melbourne yeah they'll make it close but i don't think they'll take it to them so that's why i've got the d's winning by 11 points I just hope it's a close game. Like, yeah, I hope I, it's I, a good game. I, I just, I just want to feel that atmosphere of a close. It's a sellout. Game. So, oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, oh, mate, that national anthem. <laughs> oh, Don't get me. Was, <laughs> I'm getting excited now. Oh, goosebumps just thinking oh, about it. It's um, gonna be elite. But yeah, I, I am so excited to watch this game. Me too. Um, and you know, we're with the boys as well. Nothing better. Have a multi on the game. Um, it's gonna be good. Yeah, um, I'm backing in Melbourne. I think they'll win by 20-plus. Okay. Um, I hope it's a bit closer. Right. If Geelong can cause an upset here, like, I don't think... I think Port Adelaide will win the final. The grand final? Yeah. yeah. Well, you told me. No, if I Geelong s- can get the upset, that's ah, the only well, thing. Well, I said to you... I don't think they will, ah, well, but I'm saying I they said, well, I know what you said. Uh, you said to me... Um, if you're so confident in Port, why don't you put a bet on them? Have you put a bet on them? I have. How much? Um, show me. Show f- me. Show me. It was a fifteen. I sent it into the chat. It was a fifteen dollar bonus bet. Ah, oh, here so you go. Backed them in. Thirty dollars. Oh, Thirty dollar winner. If I if they get up, so 
can can the power. Okay, so all right, so that's our Friday game. We'll be at that one. Um, gonna be huge. Yeah. Um, Saturday, Saturday night. Let's hope it's anything like last week's Saturday night game. Yep. Poor Adelaide Western Bulldogs. A- Adelaide Oval. With it being at Adelaide Oval, you know that's obviously super, super, you know, in the um, imports' favour. But I have a sneaky suspicion uh, that the Bulldogs are not done. So yeah, this was what I was thinking. So I wasn't expecting the dogs to be here. You know what kind of vibes I'm getting? What type of feeling? What type of feeling? 2016. You know, doggies. That, that's it. You know, they, yeah, they, they, everyone write them off when they lost those games. Doggies. But. There's just something about these dogs. But They're not going away. Unfortunately, are they? I think it ends here. Yeah, well, that's what you said I last think the week. Road about the road ends here. That's what you said last week. So I think so. My take on this is Port looks so good against Geelong, and um, the dogs were extremely resilient against the Lions. But my question is, can Boken Wine step up against? that scary dogs midfield exactly. and the other the that, other players that need to stand up that's just where it is um this for melbourne geelong i don't think it's one in the midfield i think it's one all over the field yeah. for that game all right you've got melbourne's defense they're huge and they're going up against the elite geelong well forward i line. think this game is won and lost in ports forward 50 can the dogs can charlie step up that's know? the thing so can the dogs stop that potent forward line of Fantasia. Yeah, so Fantasia. You saw him against the Cats. Dixon, Motlop, um, Robbie Gray. Right, Robbie Gray, yeah. Butters, Dersma even in there you as know, well. Wines and Boat, can both Wines and Boat, yep. Know? So that's what I mean. Can they stop that potent forward line? And I, there's a doubt over Alex Keith to play this game. Is there? And he... So he's got a hamstring complaint mm. right now, mm. but I wouldn't be surprised if he played. But... Um, the the way he's played over the la- the second half of the season. So, I think for 10 straight games, he's only allowed one goal kicked on him. On really? His, on his direct matchup. <laughs> That's just a testament. One goal a game. Yeah. So, he would play on Dixon. My feeling is if he doesn't play this game, I feel like Dixon's going to be off the leash. I feel like really? he's going to have a big one. Well, uh, history shows Who else that- do you put on him? Yeah, well, that's true. You, who else do you don't you have on? a you don't have a another elite key backman like no. Alex Keith to put on Charlie. That, that's Nixon. why I think he will play. Charlie's due. Charlie's due. Yeah. Well, yeah. Charlie, I, I have been on his ass most of the season, but against top eight I sides, know, especially. I know he's a good player. Oh, we've said and it I all know season, he yeah. can turn it on when he's when he's on. He's on. Yeah. And I feel like if he's Keith, got hands of steel, you've seen him grab that ball out of if, packs, like you know it's exactly. Candy. So if Keith doesn't play this game it's a bit worrying for for the doggies so i've got i've got port by 14 points see i think this game's one in the midfield as well as it was last week you know okay. mccray needs to step up you know libba against essendon huge didn't you know he got he got kicked 20 two. yeah he kicked the um opening goal yeah opening goal kicked another one late in the first quarter i think um but you know he he wasn't all there last week um, in comparison to the week before. Bontempelli, I think he's going to have to play a huge role in this game. Um, and then and then Norton as well. You know, there's no Cody Waitman. There's no Josh Bruce. Yep. So, Norton's yeah. the guy. Yep. Norton's, Norton's going to have forward. to step up. And I, he's an accurate kick yep. as well. Um, 
who else will be playing forward line? Um, will Wallace be in? Maybe. I'd yeah, say yeah. he's the best option to come that, in that, for. Well, that's what I think as well. I know. mean, he was their leading goal kicker last exactly. year. Exactly. And, you know... With so if he can provide a little spark, then that could be something. But I don't think it'll be enough. Uh, so you've got Port Adelaide winning this one, obviously. How much by? I've got them by 14 points. 14? I think the Doggies will make a big run here. Um... Uh, although it is at Adelaide Oval, I would like to see the doggies win. I backed them in last week, obviously, in the podcast, not the multi. Yep. Um, I, I think that the dogs can really take it to them. They've so you got, got the dogs? You know, Port's had a week off. You know, is that good or bad? You know, Good. It's good they get that rest. There's that tapering period. Obviously, they haven't been doing too much training. Thank you for that, Zed. <laughs> oh, mate, it's all, Information, it's mate. all up here. Um, but... You know, the doggies' momentum just to come off winning in Brisbane, yep. you know, against Brisbane, yep. who a lot of uh, people did pick for a top four. And, you know, I can, as you said... I can see your point, but I just... I don't think they can beat Port. Uh, With how Port looked against Geelong, I don't think they can beat that. Well, you got to remember, Geelong had a couple of outs there as well. And Wines and Boke, they were all over it that I, game against an older, yeah. you know, midfield. Well... But... The doggies' midfield is not old at all. You know, McRae and Bontempelli are elite yeah. there. Well, I'm I'm going to stick with mine. I'll go doggies. I've I've been riding Port ever since before final started. I said they yeah. were my premiership prediction. I, I, I said, Melbourne. and I've still got Port as my premiership prediction. Yeah. So I've got them winning the flag. I said Melbourne and this game. Yeah, well, obviously. Um, I said Melbourne. I'm still sticking with Melbourne, but I think they'll see the dogs in the grand final. 2016 okay. dog vibes. All right, they're coming. All right, well. Awesome. Um, good episode. No, excellent. So yeah, no, that, always good to chat. Thank you, with you for um, taking time out of your day. A busy day, mate. Yeah. So <laughs> um, that wraps up episode ten. Ten. Yeah. Oh, so wow. the big, the big one zero. <laughs> so getting there. So we've been doing this for ten weeks now. So and after okay. this, we've got. What do you reckon? Do we do an episode next week or the week after? so like since we've got a week in between the grand final so because there's a week off next week oh true true so that's what I'm thinking either next week or the week after Mm, um I was thinking maybe we could do a we could do next week do uh do this so our review yep and then I reckon we could do a small review of every team yeah. Every team season. Do that next week. Mm-hmm. And then, and then the week after, for the grand our final. grand final preview. And, and that's, that's where we'll talk the about The whole grand everything. final. We'll talk yep. about everything in the grand Brown final. Brownlow, we'll, grand final, all that. We'll I have we have all the that. entertainment and stuff sorted as well. Um, we'll know what who's playing at the grand final then as well. Yeah. So we can talk about all of that. But yeah, so we will do two episodes, especially over that bye week as well. Because remember, the bye week was originally supposed... Well, like, not originally Before, this season. It was supposed to be the pre-finals bye. That's it. Um, but yeah, no, that sounds good to me. Um, should be able to do it. Obviously, this episode's coming a bit later than it usually would, but yep. that's just because we're so busy at the moment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as I say, great talking footy with you, Liam, and we've got a huge round of prelim finals ahead. Yep. All right. So enjoy the prelim finals, guys.